You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see. What up, what up, man, the Real Coach JB here, man, back with a Slap Dick Podcast, been missing in action, I got my fucking email got hacked, make sure you guys out there listening. Back your shit up with a alternative fucking way um, protection, like two rubbers or something. Put two rubbers on because this shit is serious out here. They hacked my Gmail and uh, basically Gmail's connected to fucking YouTube to my. I mean, you're talking about everything I do. Gmail's connected, and if it wasn't for a favor. To get it done last night after hours, um, I wouldn't be here right now. So, appreciate the person that helped me out at Google. Much love. So, let me get this show going, man. The show is is uh, is going to be catching everybody up, man. Um, so. Quote of the day. Let me give you the quote of the day. Do one thing every day that scares the shit out of you, man. Do one thing every day that scares you. Remember that. You'll be shocked how the impossible becomes the possible. I don't know if that's a fucking quote or not, but that's just what I wanted to say. Do something or one thing every day that scares you, and you'll be fucking shocked how the impossible becomes the possible. It might even become a daily routine. Scared money don't make money. Stop being scary. Um, so, my shit got hacked. I've been gone, shit, four, three, four, going on four days with no email. Like, I could not log in, man. They got, somebody got my shit. Manny Salcedo, what up, man? You had some great kids. The Salcedo brothers, man. I appreciate you guys. Uh, you had some great kids, Manny. Um, appreciate you title of this show uh, on the slapdick podcast today is called oversell and under deliver all right that's what we should be doing under I mean we should be overselling and under delivering that's what people do today they oversell the shit out of you and they under deliver where we should be over delivering and underselling but we don't Coaches getting paid millions to lose. Coaches getting paid millions to get fired, to be honest. Uh, let me clear that up. They're paying coaches millions to leave. All right. But we continue to oversell and underdeliver. Players, these players, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, these motherfuckers are all supposed to be the shit. But they can't win without going to a super team? Oh, come on. My sound gone? You guys got me? Hold on, let me make sure my sound is, is back. Um, yeah, so I'm on YouTube Live, so everybody knows on my podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. But 
Overselling and underdelivering is something that uh, has been going on, man, for quite some time. Where, to be honest, man, we should be underselling and overdelivering. But guess what? We don't. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. And I'm going to talk about that on the show today and uh, get it going. Um, t- you know, this show, we got to pay the bills, man. So this show is brought to you by Bet Online, number first and foremost, Slap Dick Podcast. Bet online, feel free, make sure you understand, go check it out, go get you an account, you'll get 50% off on your first welcome bonus to your first deposit, so go to betonline.ag. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as March Madness kicks in this week. The tournament is coming, $100,000 bracket madness contest as Bet Online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered. For all the news, scores, and odds, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, not only is BetOnline a, a, a sponsor, so is eBay, man. So, I appreciate them um, showing love. But listen, do one thing that scares you every day, man. You'll be shocked. I'm not saying Joe jump off a fucking bridge, but I'm saying, um, you know, do something, man, that's outside the box. You'll be shocked. There's always there's something you guys can do out there that you wouldn't normally do that you think is so-called impossible, but it ain't. Um, but we'll see, man. This would be a good little show. I'm on. I'm on YouTube on my on my. Uh, Slapdick guys, followers, check out my YouTube, subscribe. Slapdickbullies.com, check it out. It's down right now for maintenance, but it will be back up. Um, I'm taking deposits on my puppies this week. They're four and a half weeks old. They'll be five weeks this Friday, and uh, they're getting huge, man, and they're crazy as hell. They're already trying to fuck with Stogie. I'll post some videos later. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. So don't get your shit hacked because I'm telling you right now, I had everything connected to Gmail and that shit was fucked up. I was about to be fucked. YouTube fucking paying my bill, all kind of shit. They fucked me on. So let's get into this show, man. Um, you guys got questions on YouTube. Hit me up. Ask me away. Ask away and I'll get to it. I haven't watched. Last Chance You basketball. I didn't watch Last Chance You's last football. I didn't even watch barely any of my own Last Chance You, and I didn't watch any of the Mississippis. So that tells you how I kind of am with watching Last Chance You. I don't really watch it. So, um, I yeah, here I see everything on social media. The basketball uh, show has been good. Everybody likes it. Um, so, you know. I don't know. I coached at ELAC, so you know I was the OC there back in 05. And uh, so I know some people there, some teachers and administrators. Um, I don't know the coach there. We may know each other, some some crossing paths, but I don't really know him. He doesn't look familiar to me. Um, but, yeah, they say uh, Shane's saying that he's a good dude, but I guess he said he lets him buy with too much. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not judging the guy I've never seen. Um 
it is what it is. You know, they all want to compare shows. They all want to compare coaches. Each his own, man. Each one has its own methodologies, own ideologies, his own way of getting through to his particular kids, hopefully that he recruited. So, Jerron Dunn, what up? Um, so, you know, that's just what it is. That's just kind of how it goes. So, um, who knows? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I'm probably not going to watch it. It doesn't really interest me at all. Um, but remember, people people understand, um, hope people understand that we're so quick to judge nowadays. It doesn't matter, good, bad, or indifferent. Just make sure everybody's clear out there. I think I'd be a pretty good coach coaching 11 or 12 individual personalities compared to fucking 200. Just so you know. Let's let's make sure we're clear on that. I think a football coach can go over and transition to basketball coach easier than a basketball coach can transition to a football coach. I grew up playing basketball, so I played basketball the number one team in America in high school, Artesia High School. I played with the O'Bannon brothers, Ed and Charles. Charles' son plays at TCU. He's their star player. He transferred from USC. Um, Ed O'Bannon won a national championship. So did Charles at UCLA before he got drafted as the number, I think, five or six pick. He was in the lotto. He was the pick after Kevin Garnett in 95 um, to the Timberwolves. Um, Ed went to, I believe, shit, where'd Ed go to? Charlotte or something? I don't remember. Um, but, you know, that's just uh, my person, the personal opinion. I don't know. But I coached lower level basketball before. So, hey, you know. Um, you know what? I'm thinking about uh, some shirts like that. So, I'll check it out. Now, nah, they won the Natty in 95 when they beat Arkansas, and then he was drafted. Um, so, yeah. Um, but Ed was the National Player of the Year. Tyus Edney, yep. Yep, Tyus Edney was on that team. Um, uh, Long Beach Poly. Um, we actually played them that year for CIF championship game. Um, Ed had like 55 points on Willie McGinnis, who was in, you know, all, all, you know, <laughs> won four Super Bowls with New England, um, defensive end. So Long Beach Poly as well. So, you know, my choice is uh, Slapdick Whiskey. That's what it should be. Slapdickinc.com. Check it out. Go get you a bottle of whiskey. It is selling off the shelves. It's supposed to be in stores here shortly. And all over the Midwest, it'll be in stores. So check it out. Um, so we'll see. I do have coaching apparel, slapdickinc.com. Check it out. Slapdickinc.com. So, look, get into this show. The NHFS is a national high school association that films and live streams basketball, football, baseball, whatever they do, they do games. All right. And I don't know if you saw the Norman High girls versus Midwest City game in Oklahoma. I recruited both of those schools. So, I need. I knew where they were, and Norman is a powerhouse. They were undefeated, and they took a knee for the national anthem, 
and the two announcers subsequently shut off the the uh, the stream after they said we're going to the national anthem, and then these motherfuckers go on and call them the N word for taking a knee. They don't mute their mic, and you're talking about idiots. But like I say, man, idiots come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. But it's crazy because I've never seen, I tell people all the time, man, I've never seen it go the other way. I've never seen brothers on the mic and they get caught up saying, man, these fucking cracker ass honkies. Why I never seen that? I'm sure it happens and, and it's all happens and all that shit. But the NHFS, which is a national high school, you know, streaming company which is like you know high school kids everyone I, I apparently they've they've had so many memberships drop um and and so many people drop their service but these dudes apparently worked for a third party and uh it just shocks you know it's it's not shocking it's just showing everyone how fucking many undercover racists are out there who especially these fucking redneck fucks from under rocks out here that just think they can say whatever they want. But they're calling a, a girls basketball game. Girls, high school kids. And it doesn't matter what the fuck age, color, creed, ethnicity. I don't give a fuck what you are. But you, you're the fucking grown man. And you got to go out there and fucking call them the N-word for taking a knee. Like, and you get caught. You're a dumb fuck. You're probably some inbreded, fucking toothless fuck, and you're out there fucking calling little kids racist names. Like, but that's not that's not the the kicker though. So I don't know if you've seen the I don't know if you've seen the 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 fucking. Uh, Um, I don't know if you've seen the release from this guy. He blames his racist outburst on high blood sugar and having diabetes. So I don't know if you've heard this. He said they're kneeling question mark. Fuck them. That's what they got caught saying. One of the men said, I hope Norman gets their ass kicked. I hope they lose. Come on, Midwest city. They're going to kneel like that. Hell no. Then he went on to call the players the N-word, and it was posted on Twitter, and uh, it was it blew up, man, and uh, unbelievable, right? But the motherfucker said, I want to read you what this motherfucker said, and then I'll tell you the whole moral of the story. The dude came out and said he normally would never ever say anything like that but he claimed he has diabetes and his blood sugar spiked and it made him say the n-word <laughs> he said i suffered type 1 diabetes and during the game my sugar was spiking while not excusing my remarks it is not unusual in my sugar spikes that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. 
I don't even really want to comment. It's it's such a joke at this point. And for anyone who gives him a pass, anyone who gives him a pass should be castrated right with that motherfucker. I just don't understand it. And it's ignorance at an all-time high, man. It's like <laughs> you're the most ignorant fucks and, and you, you got caught. Because you're stupid, fucking probably some dumb fuck inbred. And you got caught. And now you know you're fucked and you'll never get a job again in that realm. And now you're going to be, you're going to be, you know, known as this idiot. Those girls at Norman High took it as a motivational tactic and they went on to win the Oklahoma State Championship. Kudos to those girls. The the coach was a man. A black man is the head coach. Kudos to getting those guys focused up, man, and going out there and handling their business and winning a game that's meaningless, really, when you got guys all over the world, country, like, doing shit like this. So... Who knows? It's unbelievable. Remember, man, diabetes, mental health, all this fucking excuses you guys want to use. The bottom fucking line is you are who you are, not who you say you are. Motherfucker, you think that's the first time this motherfucker's done that? Diabetes or not? Get the fuck out of here. He is who he is. Stop apologizing for who you are. Own up to the motherfucker. You are who you are, motherfucker. I'm, I am who I am. I ain't apologizing for it. So, ignorance is fucking life-threatening, man. LSU AD says no more public talk from coaches regarding politics. So, no more politic talk amongst coaches out of LSU because Ed Ogeron came out and defended Trump. Took a lot of heat. See, to me, it's crazy, man. Like, as a JUCO coach or as a D1 coach, when you got, you know, 80% of your roster is black and you go out and, and, and support a guy who could be racist, you know, I don't know. I mean, a lot of fucking proof out there, but I'm just saying, let's just let's just keep it neutral and keep it gray for the sake of the drill here. You got 80% black kids who have been, who have found, you know, you got all this shit with George Floyd. All this shit's happening last year, and you're the head coach of LSU. You wonder if there was more underlying issues than just not having a great team, losing your coordinators, having your best receiver player in the country possibly set out, opt out. You wonder if there was more underlying issues there. Um, you know, kids will shut down on you real fucking quick if they don't believe you have their best interests. Ogeron may have fucked himself by, tr- by defending Trump. That's why I wouldn't fuck with it, regardless of your belief. I couldn't do it. I couldn't publicly do it. And I would most likely, I mean, not most likely, I'm going to make sure that my player's best interest is always at heart of my staff and myself. And uh, for that dude to go out there and do that, uh, he, he struggled on that one. 
I don't know if you've heard the Indianapolis argument. Uh, the Indianapolis four people got a, it was quadruple murder. A family got into an argument over a fucking stimulus check, and a quadruple murder occurred. Man, is the fourteen hundred dollars that fucking serious? It's not even. It's like fourteen hundred dollars is what we're worth, America. Just so we're clear out there. That's why I'm not a Democrat. That's why I'm not a Republican. That's why I'm just a realist. I told you we're gonna politicians and 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 priests are the two most crooked motherfuckers in the world. Nobody gives a fuck about us. So why are we still fighting each other? It blows my mind. Your own government don't give a fuck about you. You're worth fourteen hundred dollars. Mm. I'm just telling you. Four people in the same family killed themselves or each other over a fucking argument on who got the stimulus check. That's how shitty it is. Because $1,400 can't even feed your fucking family for the month. A little less pay mortgage and a car note. No wonder. And if you're in the inner city or in the hood, you're battling for that shit is big money to you. And you're fucking sitting here like, fuck you. It's mine. No, it's mine. Boom. Pull out the strap. Now we kill each other. <laughs> now nobody gets it. And guess who wins? The government. Because they'll get the money right back. Come on, man. We got to be smarter. Fucking we're, we're, we're fighting each, the wrong fucking side. <laughs> you guys, man, got to shit. So let me get into some of this uh, shit. Dak Prescott, okay? He signed a big, huge contract. Everybody wants it up in arms, however you want to talk about it, right? I'm not a huge fan. I don't believe he's elite, okay? I think he's okay. See, that's the thing about this quarterback discussion. I'm going to get into it deeper in a minute. The Patriots re-signed Cam Newton. I was shocked in that one. I think Bill Belichick just likes Cam. Um and I think he likes how he worked and how he defended Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And I think he thought that that was okay for him. I think that's why they resigned him to a one-year deal. I don't believe he's the savior there. I don't believe he's going to be. I think his career is over as far as productivity. And uh, I think the Patriots are going to make a move for a quarterback still. And uh, I don't believe Cam is their guy. I don't believe he can win. Um there and i'm gonna talk about that the russell wilson talk i don't know what's going on they're here chicago raiders you hear all this different shit i don't know what's up with seattle i don't know why he's even in discussions i figured he would want to stay there um i know pete carroll likes sam darnold um local southern california guy he, he recruited him um he knew who he was since he was a freshman in high school before pete left for the nfl i don't know um I don't think that's a bad fit, to be honest. But at the same time, um, I don't know. I don't see how the Seahawks are giving up Russell, but we'll see. He may have lost the locker room after last year, saying some things about the wideouts in the O-line. He may have lost the locker room is the reason Carroll's getting rid of him. So, I don't know. Um, We'll see. So I'm going to get into the quarterback stuff in a minute at the end of this show. 
So the Patriots spent a lot of money, almost $200 million already. They've only spent like $300 million for the last 10 years. They spent $200 million yesterday. Um, they spent $70 million on two tight ends, Hunter Henry and then my boy from uh, Tennessee Titans. They're both pretty decent. I don't know what they're trying to do. Are they going to try to do what the Ravens do and get into 30 personnel and 32 personnel? Uh, Jonu Smith, Ethan, yeah, appreciate you. That's the other tight end that the Patriots signed. I like Jonu Smith. I like Hunter Henry. I don't believe they're the the way they're going to win a Super Bowl. Um, those two guys aren't Gronk. Well, they're Gronk now. They're better than Gronk is now today. But they aren't what Gronk used to be, not even close. They're not the... You know, Aaron Hernandez is of the world. When the when the Patriots had those tight ends, they were fucking rolling. They don't have those guys. These two tight ends they signed are more big body, edge protecting, blocking guys. So it makes me think they're sure handed and stuff. But it makes me think they're going to try to run the football again. But are they going to run Cam Newton, or do they have something up their sleeve? Because they have no wideout help. They signed Nelson Aguilar, who to me. You know, getting to see him a lot practice here at USC. He's okay. I mean, I don't know how. He's not a field stretcher. He, I don't see him dominating one-on-one matchups. He's not Odell Beckham. I don't know what they're doing. Their running game's average. You know, it's not like they have a bunch of backs, like at least like the Ravens do, to help Lamar Jackson with no wideouts. But they're still hurting, man. I know they'll get Hightower back. They signed a linebacker yesterday to a $30 million deal. They've signed solid New England Patriots football decisions. That's what they did. They signed foot, They made New England Patriot Bill Belichick football decisions. They didn't have the fucking flashy Odell Beckham signing or you know Russell Wilson signing or some crazy trade. They just did what he always does. Don't be shocked if them motherfuckers are back in the Super Bowl his way, all right? They're going to do shit his way, and they're going to probably win again. I'm not putting it past them. We're going to see him at his best in the next year or two, just so you know, okay? Jason Taylor, what up? Appreciate you. Yeah, I got hacked, man. Gmail got hacked, and I've been down and out. Um, So... I'm going to get into the whole quarterback situation, especially with the Drew Brees retired news yesterday and then my social media barrage that I got into it with people on about that whole thing. I'm going to get into all that here in a second. Um, But remember the last couple weeks ago I had a show called uh, Something About Nepotism. I talked about nepotism and coaching in the coaching world. And we talked in this show here is called Overselling Under Deliver. Because that's what everyone's doing. These coaches are overselling and under-delivering the kids. They're overselling and under-delivering the program's win and loss records, graduation rates. you got CEOs out here overselling and under-delivering the public. All right? you got government issues, government people out here overselling and under-delivering. When we should be underselling and over-delivering. Does that make sense to everybody? Because that's what good fucking real people that have the best interest in people do. That's what they do. But you don't understand when there's a majority of cats out here, college, high school, and pros overselling and under delivering. 
hey, man, I'm going to get you a fucking big-time scholarship to Nebraska. No, you're not. That's overselling and under-delivering. So when you don't get him to Nebraska, what does the kid do? He looks at you like a fucking idiot, and you just oversold and under-delivered. Why put yourself in that predicament? Why put yourself out there? It's happening to everyone. These, these coaches are getting fucking 10 to 20 million to leave programs because they oversold and under-delivered. There's players, James Harden, Ur, Kyrie, KD I even put in that boat. You oversell and under-deliver. Oh, we're going to win a title. But you got to leave your fucking current team to go play on a fucking super squad because you're not fucking the dude. You're just the other dude amongst a bunch of dudes. That's who you are. Motherfucker, you ain't Kobe and Jordan. Bird and magic. You ain't a motherfucker that's going to. Even even Reggie Miller, who didn't get a chance to win one, who took Jordan to seven games a couple times on those great Indiana Pacers. He never left. He stayed there. Bird stayed there. Like magic, you know, Kobe. They all stayed there because that was the team they wanted to win with and they were going to play with the roster they had and they were going to take the underdog role and tell everybody that said you ain't going to be able to do it cuz there's no better quote than saying than someone saying you than doing something that someone else said you could not do that's just real and why these cats are so fucking quick to jump ship. And then so and then we want to we want to fucking we want to anoint them the greatest thing since sliced bread. Now, Stephen A. Smith is on record saying Kyrie Irving should retire. He said it like a three weeks ago. And yesterday he says Kyrie Irving should be the MV fucking P of the NBA. And I tell you guys all the time, that's why these hypocritical fucks keep talking. It's unbelievable watching ESPN's become a mockery, man, on the shit. The people they have on there that don't even know the fucking sport they're commenting on. Dan Orlowski talks about the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. And even though I'm opinionated now, I'm, I'm giving my opinion on Dan Orlovsky, who gets paid millions to be on ESPN. And this is a guy that can't even decipher the difference between QB counter and inside zone, by the way. I fucking posted it months ago with a video that he was basically commenting on saying it was zone. It was straight up QB counter read at that. Anyway, these guys don't even... They're not even professional fucking... They're, they're irresponsible journalists. I deal with irresponsible journalists every day. USA Today blasts me. They don't even know the story. It's all completely wrong. Like, but you can't sue these motherfuckers because they have all these fucking different fucking protections that are protected by certain laws, you know, Freedom of speech, media, um, you know, different things. Trust me, it's, it's, I've looked into a lot of it. They're well protected. You got to have a lot on them to sue them. 
But you can come out and blast whoever you want and say whatever you want and not have no repercussion. Now, me and you go out and say it, we can get sued. Like, it's unbelievable, right? But anyway, Stephen A. says Kyrie Irving should retire after he, you know, set out a fucking month almost. And and then, but you motherfuckers voted him into the fucking All-Star game. You voted Harden, who played half, not even half a season with his new team as an Eastern All-Star. I wouldn't have done either one. I would have put both of them motherfuckers out and made them, made everyone else be put on notice. Like, you demanded a trade because you couldn't win there because you're shitty. All you can do is score one-on-one. Yeah, you get a lot of assists and shit because you score. You can shoot and score. So people are going to fall off and you can make assists. <sighs> You ain't the motherfucker, though, dog. And Harden went to my high school, just so we're clear. He ain't the dude. Kyrie needs Harden. Harden needs KD. KD needs Kyrie. And they can't do it without him. What did KD do without fucking Steph and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green? What did he do? I don't remember him doing nothing. What did Harden do? Nothing. What did Kyrie do without LeBron? Nothing. He hit a shot. He hit one shot, but what did he do? What has he done since? Like, and then motherfuckers talk shit like, no, this is the softest era ever. Did you watch the Clipper game? I mean, uh, the Laker Golden State game last night when Wiseman came down accidentally, hit Montrez Harrell barely, and then missed him with an elbow, and they call a flagrant foul, and the cl- instant replay clearly shows he didn't even touch the motherfucker. He didn't even touch Montrell's Harrell's face. And Montrell falls down. Harrell falls down like he got fucking hit by Tyson. And it's all an act, man. It's all fake. It's it's phony. And motherfuckers go see that shit and pay two, $300 with their kids to watch a fucking basketball game. And you see that old fake ass soft shit. Like, back in the day, Lambeer was really hitting you with an elbow, motherfucker. I want to see Montrez Harrow and these soft motherfuckers take that and think they can still play in that era. Motherfuckers all talk about these athletes and all that shit. Yeah. Just like Tyson says, man, everybody has a plan until you get socked in the mouth. Everybody has a fucking plan until you get hit across that middle. Everybody can play football that's supposedly basketball players. (laughs) Yeah, right. LeBron would have took his ass across the middle and got blasted by a motherfucker like fucking Atwater back in the day, and his ass would have been playing basketball again real quick. Cats talk all that shit until they put 15 pounds of gear on and run across that middle. But what do I know? Telling you, it's a cra- It's crazy. It's funny. I'm just telling you. It's it's actually really, really fucking funny that uh, people make anoint these people so quick. Stephen A., you should have retired, Kyrie, three weeks later. You should be the MVP. <laughs> Who could take a motherfucker serious that continues to do this shit and say these things? Like, I don't know, man. That shit's crazy. But is what it is, right? So, a couple weeks ago, getting off topic, I talked about nepotism, coaching hires. 
a coach on Football Scoop, a big platform for hiring coaches. If you guys are any coaches, check it out, footballscoop.com. But if you guys, he wrote an article about nepotism, saying it does not exist. He said that the best candidate gets the job. And I said, you're full of shit. Excuse me. I said you're full of shit. <coughs> and if the best man got the job, you wouldn't have so many motherfuckers passed over for interviews, so many motherfuckers sitting at home. Um, when you see a guy like Rick Patino, right? Just so we're putting it in perspective. Rick Patino, great legendary coach, right? Louisville and Kentucky and Boston Celtics, and he's been all over. He's now got his Iona, Iona team into the tournament. Uh, great job, right? Great coach. His son, though, Rick Patino, Richard Patino Jr., has been uh, the head coach for eight seasons at the University of Minnesota. Eight fucking years. Now, the reason I emphasize eight and fucking because how many motherfuckers get eight years to show how shitty they are? How many coaches do you see? And I want to especially talk about black coaches. How many motherfuckers? Jawan Howard will not get eight years at Michigan if he don't win a national championship within the first five, in my opinion. Now, he's an alumni. He's a legend there. I still think they will fire him after five years if he don't win it all. Or he better win a bunch of Big Ten titles, right? He got one this year. But I'm just saying, we're going to see what he does in the tournament. He's got a good team. But Richard Patino Jr. had a record of 141 and 123. Now, mind you, he has a win. He has an 18-game above 500 winning percentage. Because half of those games, I, I, I will bet dollars to dimes, were lower-level schools that he beat right that he better beat his true telling is 54 and 96 in the conference he's 54 and 96 in his own league and he kept his job for eight years but nepotism doesn't is no such thing as nepotism doesn't exist you guys are fucking blinded by ignorance, man. Again, man, oversold, underdelivered, and he kept the job for eight years, got millions of dollars, and it's because who his dad is. But let's put it in perspective. Rick Pitino had a brother, coach, assistant, basically is blackballed, almost like I am, for doing all of Rick Patino's dirt for recruiting and getting the best players to Louisville. He's fucking ostracized. He's out of fucking coaching. And Rick Patino's son keeps a job with a 54 and 96 record for eight seasons, but nepotism don't exist. <laughs> it's like the dude at the NHFS announcer calls the girls the N word and Diabetes just diabetes grabbed his tongue and twisted it to say the N word. And yet these girls are stupid as fuck for taking a knee. Diabetes did that, y'all. 
I don't even want to comment, dog. That shit is comical. But if a brother would have said cracker or honky, that motherfucker would have been ostracized and never have a coaching job again. Never have an announcing job again. Never have his job again in his profession. Now you're damn near on probation without going to jail, but that's how you're treated, that you're on probation or parole, and you're like a felon, and you can't get a job worth a shit. But this motherfucker can call a bunch of fucking high school girls the N-word for taking a knee, and I'm sure in the middle of fucking buttfuck Oklahoma, he'll get another job somewhere. But does nepotism don't exist. Rick Pitino's son. You, you you should look at the coach like Art Bryles. Art Bryles had the largest amount of domestic violence and rape on a college campus in the history of fucking college football. But he can get a job. And I have a text message taken out of context. <laughs> and a Netflix series showing what I, the truth that I tell kids to get them to the next level. And I can't, not that I'm actively pursuing it, but still my, my door is not being knocked down for jobs. Right. Let's just be honest. It blows my mind. Perspective, you know, perception is reality fellas. Just so we're clear. And that goes for every job and fucking trade and, and profession in the world. I'm just telling you. So, it blows my mind, man. But I'm never going to change. I'm just telling you. I don't have scabs on my knees, man. But it blows my mind that these motherfuckers really believe nepotism doesn't exist. So, you know, the, the, the Snyders of the world and the, the Spuriers and the Bowdens. And, and you got all these motherfuckers that you don't think exist. I was just talking football last week, but look at the basketball hires. And I'm glad, you know, John Thompson, who died, rest in peace. You know, now you got Patrick Ewing coaching Georgetown, who won the tournament, who's in the tournament now. Um, but then John Thompson's son, John Thompson Jr., ended up taking his job. But that's not nepotism, even though I'm glad he was because, shit, there's a lack of brothers coaching. But at least he got it. But it's still nepotism. Don't tell me it doesn't exist. How many young brothers? How many young white cats? I, I know a ton of coaches, period, all colors, that are better than the dudes getting these jobs, getting passed over. Remember, head coaches and ADs pick who they interview. You don't think it's a, ironic that Kleiman, the head coach at Kansas State, football head coach, was like, fuck, nepotism is becoming a pretty big topic right now. Let me get off it. I'm going to help my son get a job somewhere else. That's what he did. His son now is, I think, at a Texas A&M coaching. Because so he knows, let me call Jimbo Fisher. Hey, hey, can you get my son a job? All right, cool. He's a receiver coach. My receiver coach just left. Here you go. Boom, climbing. New wide receiver coach. Didn't even interview a motherfucker. But that's not nepotism. <laughs> Man, you guys are really fucking funny when the, with the, non the best candidates get the job. That's a most ignorant fucking statement. And that's an irresponsible fucking reporter. That's overselling and underdelivering Because you're fucking lying. Nepotism is in full effect. It's been that way forever. And if you don't think it exists, 
then you're fucking very, very naive and ignorant. I'm just telling you. So, uh, eBay also sponsors this show. Just wanted to make sure. I want to give a brief moment to talk about my new sponsor, eBay. They've been with us a month now. Whether you're rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go. Copy your pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated the selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. The world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. eBay, check it out. Tell them JB sent you. Check out my website, slapdickbullies.com, B-U-L-L-I-E-S. It's up for maintenance right now. It's down for maintenance. I'm sorry. It'll be up again. Uh, but you can see I'm taking deposits this week on my pups. Stogie's first litter. 11 of them. Six girls, five boys. They're all some big-headed beauties. Make sure you check them out. Um, Slapdick Bullies on IG, Instagram as well. Check that out. Follow it on Instagram. Um but listen, Drew Brees retired yesterday, okay? Drew Brees retired. And uh, I wasn't really into kicks to answer a question uh, before I get to Drew Brees. I wasn't really into too many shoes. I, I was a basic man. Reebok Classic, all white or all black. K-Swiss Classic, all white, even the all black later. You know, Air Max, I was big with Air Max. Um, I wasn't really an Air Force One guy. You know, that I wasn't that guy. I used to wear, like when I was an athlete and shit, I would, I would always rock the David Robinsons or the Barclays. I used to rock them back in the day. Um, I liked Iverson's shoe, but I just never was really into a lot of people's shit. I never wore jerseys. I never wore FUBU. I never wore fucking any gear that was... I was a white t-shirt and khaki or jean type of dude, man. White kicks, real basic. That's just what it is, man. That's L.A. in in, in a nutshell. N.W.A. started it. Shit. Um, I don't know. The Patriots got to make some moves for a few outside wideout threats, in my opinion. I don't think Cam Newton's the guy. So I'm sure they're going to make a move at Q. Um, but Hunter Henry and, and Jonu Smith, I don't believe, win you a Super Bowl. They're going to have to do some other things. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, Drew Brees retired yesterday, okay? Made national news. And... ESPN had his debate. Of course, Dan Orlowski gets on there, and he's fucking saying that Drew Brees is top fucking uh, 
top fucking player, uh, top five NFL quarterback of all time. Um, it's crazy to me. I don't know. Um, what's wrong with Cam Newton as far as the Patriots? Cam Newton, I, I think everything's wrong with him. I think he's done. He's washed up. He's 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 damaged goods. I never thought he was just a guy that was going to be a guy to beat you um, himself. Obviously, if he was, he would have won a Super Bowl, but he lost that Super Bowl because he couldn't make accurate throws when it mattered. You know, I, he's just not a NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback. I think he's great. I love him being a Juco guy. I love how he's been all the time. I don't like how he dresses, but that has nothing to do with his performance. I don't think he's that guy. I don't think Lamar Jackson is that guy. I don't believe, um, Murray's that guy. I don't believe Dak is that guy. I don't believe Deshaun Watson's that guy. That guy is the guy who wins Super Bowls or takes a team that's lesser talented and wins. Just so we're clear, the NFL is pretty much equal across the board. Every single team has dudes. So don't tell me that this is this and this is that. Okay? Because I'm just telling you, everybody has dudes. So <laughs> there is no, you know, Ohio State playing fucking Northwestern no more. This is all fucking, everybody has dudes. So, can that dude, can Cam Newton get his team over the hump and win? I don't believe so. That's why they signed him to a one-year deal, bro. Um, I mean, you can disagree all you want, but, but it's all about facts, dog. What has he done? <laughs> he's always been a sub-60% pass completer since he's got into the league. When has he balled out? Like, when has he been so dominant? Just so we know, he's a freak of nature, all right? I know because we played him in Juco. He's a freak, 6'6", six, six, fucking 260, can run, got a cannon, but he's not the guy that's going to sit back there and deliver the ball on time and get you in first downs when you need him. This is what it is. So you can call this year a wash. I don't care. I'm just telling you, that's not gonna. He's not gonna win New England a Super Bowl. If he does, I mean, fuck. I'll buy you a, a drink. <laughs> so, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, he had one good MVP year. That's I, I, that's what I said. But he's not. A lot of guys won MVP. Lamar Jackson won MVP, bro. You think he's going to win a Super Bowl, too? You think Lamar's going to win a Super Bowl? Lamar has a better shot at winning a Super Bowl than fucking Cam Newton. And Lamar ain't going to win it. Not until he fucking changes his throwing delivery and makes sure he can make some accurate fucking throws on time and not running the ball 40 fucking times a game and thinking he's going to win a Super Bowl. You guys are fucking mistaken, man. Take it from your boy, man. Trust me on this one. I haven't been wrong with a QB fucking decision yet. <laughs> Just look up. Go to my past statements, podcasts, whatever you want to see. When have I been wrong? I've broken down these guys in front of your faces. Go look at my videos. I'll break Cam Newton down for you next. Um, so I can clear your mind again, man. Make another guy that doesn't really truly understand what the NFL position entails so you can see why he's not that guy. Okay.
there's a reason a 43-year-old won another Super Bowl and beat supposedly y'all's fucking new GOAT, Patrick Mahomes, who has three years on his resume that you guys have anointed as the greatest thing since sliced bread, who's lost two playoff games in his three-year career, both to a 40-year-plus-old guy, Tom Brady. <laughs> but you call Mahomes the GOAT already. Like, let the resume fucking speak for himself, dude. Let him have five to ten years in this thing before you start anointing motherfuckers. He ain't done shit yet. And he's by far on the most talented roster in the NFL, by the way. He should have won another Super Bowl if he was that dude. So, anyway, Drew Brees. I actually agree with Max Kellerman. Um, when he came out and said Drew Brees is not a top 10 quarterback to him, he's not to me either. He's definitely not a top five. He's a guy. Um, Drew Brees is a guy, in my opinion, who's been a product of a system where they dink and dunk, where his percentage, completion percentage has been 70% damn near for a reason. Okay? I said my. they were talking about having the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. So I put out my top four. I, I didn't put him in particular order, but I put Troy Aikman as my number one. I didn't mean him as my number one. I just put four guys in there. So Troy Aikman, I put Troy Aikman, Tom Brady, Dan Marino, and John Elway. Okay, And then I said right behind that is Peyton Manning and Joe Montana and probably Brett Favre. All right, Those are seven quarterbacks to me, my top seven of ten. That's seven of ten right there. Drew Brees isn't even close to being in those discussions. And I'm not putting Mahomes in that discussion yet. I'm not putting anyone in that discussion that's playing right now. But Drew Brees, to go with my argument, has never fucking even been a top four or five quarterback in the NFL while he was playing. So let's break it down. Was Drew Brees better than Peyton Manning? I'm going to write this shit down so we're fucking clear here. Was Drew Brees better than Peyton Manning? They played during the same era. So I'm going to break it down. Drew Brees versus Peyton Manning. Okay? No, he wasn't. I got Peyton Manning. I even will take Eli Manning over Breeze because he won two Super Bowls. Your boy won one on arguably better teams. He should have had three or four Super Bowls if we're so fucking want to really talk. So, so Drew Breeze wasn't better than Peyton Manning. All right. Okay. Was Drew Breeze better than Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers has been playing for. Uh, 10 years of Drew Brees' career. Is he better than Aaron Rodgers? No. So, Rodgers is better than Peyton Manning. Okay? I would argue, at the height of their career, Carson Palmer was better than Eli, than Drew Brees. But we won't even go there, okay? We won't even go there. So, I got Peyton Manning. I got Rodgers, okay? Both of them being better then Drew Brees, okay, at the time, at the time of them playing, during Drew Brees' actual career, okay, Tom Brady, right? Nobody's taking Drew Brees over Tom Brady. So 
you have Peyton Manning, Rodgers, Tom Brady. There's three quarterbacks that are better than you during your actual playing career. Okay? We can argue other people. Okay? I take Brett Favre over Drew Brees all day, by the way. But I'm not comparing them. Even though Brett played when Drew Brees was playing, I don't believe the eras are the same. But Drew Brees is in the Peyton Manning era. He's in the Rodgers era. He's in the Tom Brady era. He, there's others out there too, man, that we can argue. Um, Philip Rivers is in the discussion. Like, that could be a discussion about him and Drew Brees. I bet you Philip Rivers had better years than Drew Brees had. Just so we're clear. But we'll take Philip off of it. So you're the fourth, let's just say, let's just say for sake of argument, you're the fourth best quarterback of your era, okay? Of your individual era. How the fuck are you a top five quarterback, Stephen A. Smith, of all time? <laughs> Dan Orlaski, how is he a top five quarterback of all time and he ain't even, he's number four in his own era? So you're telling me that he fits in the top five? So he's better than Montana or Aikman or Elway or Favre? Or I can go on and on. But he's going to fit in one of, one of those, and he's only the fourth best in his own era? So they, t- they talk about, I told everybody on my thing, I said, Troy Aikman by, the, by far is the most accurate completion of, uh, com- passer of all time. They're like, well, Drew Brees' record or his percentage is better. Number one, Drew Brees played for fucking 40 years, it seemed like, right? Drew Brees played forever. That's why he holds all these records, number one. Number two, you don't, I don't like to compare eras, but when it comes to quarterback play, you have to compare eras because of the simple fact of the rule changes. Drew Brees has been allowed to not get hit in his fucking mouth. For the last 10 years, his stats have inflated for the simple fact that Drew, that Sean Payton's offense is a pass-happy, dink-and-dunk offense that Troy Aikman never had the luxury of being in. Troy Aikman can throw the football with anyone that's ever played the position. I've had buddies on those teams, bro. Troy Aikman's balls never hit the ground in practice for six months. The ball would not hit the ground. He had the best O-line ever. So, yes, I believe anyone could have ran for 1,500 yards a year behind that. Do you imagine Barry Sanders behind that Dallas Cowboy O-line? And everyone talks about, do you think Troy Aikman would have won without Emmitt Smith? Yes, I do. I think anyone would have ran the football there. And guess what? That's why Aikman's passing percentage is more impressive, Jamil. So we're clear. Go look at some film. See, there's all these people that make these comments, but I guarantee you've never went and broken down Troy Aikman. I guarantee you haven't broken down fucking Eli Manning. I bet you you haven't. By the way, Drew Brees played with Ben Roethlisberger, who has more Super Bowls also. So you can probably throw him in there too, that he might not have been better than for half his career. So let me ask you this. 
And now you have Mahomes in there that is better than Drew Brees as well. So now you're not even in your top four in, the, in your era. But let me ask you this. Do you think me throwing a swing pass to Alvin Kamara and he goes 80 yards is the same as fucking Troy Aikman throwing a fucking 25-yard dig route to Michael Irvin or Alvin Harper or throwing corner routes and fucking bang eight routes to Jay Novacek to tight end? He didn't throw the football to fucking Emmitt Smith, bro. He handed it to him. He had to throw the football for first downs in huge games. They didn't have to throw. They said Troy Aikman only threw more than 20 touchdowns once. He didn't have to throw fucking more than 20 touchdowns, bro, to understand what a good quarterback is. Troy Aikman is in the top fucking five quarterbacks of all time because I know what quarterback play is. And if you ask anyone who knows quarterbacks, they will tell you that he is in the top five of all time. Troy Aikman wins six or even more Super Bowls if fucking Jimmy Johnson don't leave. I'm just going to tell you. That team was so loaded, they would have won six Super Bowls. And then where do you put Troy Aikman? You still say he doesn't throw the ball all over the park? The game has changed. That past that happy era is now. Drew Brees benefited from the fucking stat inflation of throwing the football more because of the rule changes, because the quarterback don't get hit no more, because the NFL doesn't want their best players hurt. Troy Aikman and Steve Young's career were cut short because of concussions, because they used to get hit in the mouth, and there was no flags. There was no couldn't hit them in low and you couldn't hit them high and all this shit, man. You can't tell me that Drew Brees hasn't benefited from this era on a dink and dunk, shallow cross, fucking quick game offense, <laughs> playing fucking 17 seasons. You don't, uh, 20 seasons, you don't believe that all those stats are going to be fucking in his favor? Drew Brees, tell me one thing that he has done where you put him in your top five. He has an average below average arm. He throws a good ball. Mechanically, he's okay. He's 5'10 and a half tops. He's not the most physically gifted. He don't run the fucking ball. He don't have the big arm, and he's in a dink and dunk offense, and he's won one Super Bowl. That When that team, by the way, had a great defense and a great running game, he won one Super Bowl. What puts him in the top fucking five? Because he's thrown for 50,000 yards and 500 touchdowns? He's played longer than anyone else. He should. He should. But you guys know better than me. So it's all opinions anyway. It doesn't really fucking matter. But you're asking for a guy to be put in the top five of all time, according to ESPN dudes, and he wasn't even in the top five in his fucking era. <laughs> That's just crazy. But it is what it is, man. I'm just telling you. Drew Brees has been cool, but he ain't that guy. And then motherfuckers forget what he said, too, 
and and all that shit too. But it is what it is. I, I don't judge your playing career on how you are with what you do and your political beliefs and your. Fu- but when you're a racist and you say dumbass shit, you know, it is what it is, right? We all know there's a bunch of undercover fucks out there, and uh, is what it is. But who knows? Yeah, you know, that. yeah, exactly. See, Dan Marino is in my top. So this is the deal. What is the criteria? JB's criteria is twofold, all right? My criteria was winning Super Bowls, okay? So I had Elway, Aikman, and Brady in there. And then Marino was in there because he was a trendsetter. He changed the game at the quarterback position without even being able to move and had double knee braces on and couldn't get us out of his own fucking way and would fall over his own feet dropping under center. Just so we're clear, okay? Dan Marino was a trendsetter with his quickest release of all time, his arm strength, his accuracy, and getting the ball out without a great old line and Won a shitload of games. And, you know, he lost to Montana as a rookie in the Super Bowl. You know, he never really got back to it. He was on an average team at best. They were going to trade him to Minnesota. He wanted to try to win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss and, and Carter in his later years. You know, he was a trendsetter. He changed the game, in my opinion, from the throwing standpoint. And... um And him and Elway are kind of similar in that regard. But Elway got his Super Bowls, got over the hump. You know, beating Cleveland a couple times and getting over his hump and beating winning the Super Bowl. But, you know, it is what it is, you know. I'm just telling you. Well, Eric Dickerson's the number the best running back I've ever ever played, in my opinion. He's the he's my number one running back of all time. So that's not saying much, uh, Justin. Um Eric Dickerson was a fucking man among boys. I'm just going to be honest. That's my era. That's who I used to watch growing up. My cousin was actually his chiropractor, still is to this day. So he's, I have pictures with Eric uh, recently, and he's still fucking in great shape and looks like a dude. So, so, so we're clear. Eric Dickerson was a fucking freak. He's the best running back I've ever seen. So, And remember, never made a million dollars in a season. Never made $1 million in one season. And he's the all-time yard season yard holder. He would have broke every fucking record in the book if he didn't. If he would play, if he didn't get drafted to the Col- if he didn't get traded to the Colts or play for the Raiders, and if he would have stayed with the O line at the Rams with Jackie Slater and all those great dudes up up front, Dennis Harrow was the center. Those guys, he would have fucking broke every record ever. And we'd be talking about Eric Dickerson forever, even though we still are real football people. know. but. I'm just telling you. So, anyway, um, Marino was a trendsetter. Favre was a trendsetter. You know, after Marino, Favre came along. You know what I mean? There was a lot of those type of guys that were different just throwing the football. But Drew Brees does has done nothing. He's done nothing to change the game. He wasn't some dude back there just throwing fucking darts all over the field. He throws swing routes to his back. He throws curls. I mean, you can't throw that in the NFL. Then fuck, dude. You shouldn't be in it. He throws crossing routes because they see so much man coverage because they run so much quick game that they're running crossing routes to beat coverage. And he's an accurate thrower. 
And he played with longevity and stats accumulate when you played for that long. Kareem played 21 seasons. Who's the all-time leading scorer in NBA history? Kareem, who played longer than anyone else. <laughs> Come on, man. Longevity does have a fact, play a factor. But Drew Brees has done nothing to deserve to be in the top 10 in my book. He's definitely not in the top five. So I'm just throwing that out there. The best high school quarterback I ever saw on tape was probably Allen Iverson. Um, and that was my year. So we had the top four quarterbacks in the nation that year. was was uh, Peyton Manning, Brian Greasy, Allen Iverson, and uh, a guy like uh, they call JB. Me. So they broke it up geographically. West Coast, they had the Midwest, they had the... Uh, southeast and the south so that's just how they did it uh alan iverson was a blue chip all-american in um street and smith magazine he was the east coast newport news i believe uh, virginia then you had peyton down south you had brian greasy was a midwest guy and uh so it was, that's just how they broke it i was on the west coast but there was a lot of uh there was a lot of uh great dudes in but Allen was ahead of his time he did shit that you never seen Allen Iverson could have played D1 football I don't know what position um I don't know if he was going to be able to throw he was just a freak like that motherfucker had I think like 1200 yards of offense by himself one game and that like back then without any internet or social media we were hearing that shit across the country and he was like we were like this motherfucker had 12 or 1400 yards himself like he returned kicks punts you know, he ran the football for major yards from the QB spot. Then he threw a bunch of fucking yards. Like, he had 1,400 yards or some shit. Lamar hasn't brought anything new to the game, in my opinion. Imagine Michael Vick running offenses now that coaches are finding out how to run. So, imagine Michael Vick, who could actually throw the ball much, much better than Lamar Jackson and had a much quicker release and threw a much better football and had a much stronger arm. Imagine him in an offense that's, that was predicated off RPOs and running triple. Michael Vick was in traditional offenses in the NFL. So Lamar hasn't done anything we haven't seen. You know what I mean? Imagine a dude like you know Randall Cunningham, even though he was longer and, and taller, a little not as quick twitch but fast. Imagine dudes like that back in the day. Now, Warren Moon was a straight drop back guy. He wasn't running around. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That's just my opinion, man. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Do you think they, people are saying, oh, Aikman don't win without Emmitt Smith? Bro, I could have played running back for that Cowboy team and fucking they would have won three Super Bowls. Are you joking me? Imagine Barry Sanders back there. Get the fuck out of here. Barry Sanders would have ran for fucking 2,500 yards a season. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, but I'm saying, Michael Vick, imagine him now playing in the same era, in the same offense, with the same coaching philosophy that's going on right now, RPO, triple option. Michael Vick never ran that, never had that. He was under center dropping back when he was with Philly. Like, to me, that's going against his talent, skill set. Like, put him in the gun, let him run RPO, let him do other things. 
Um, I'm not a Tua fan. I don't believe he'll be very successful in the NFL. I don't see a lot of quarterbacks being very successful that are playing right now. I think the quarterback position is fucking average at, to, at best in this era. But see, this is what people don't get. Perception is reality. When Deshaun Watson does this and Dak Prescott does this and then you have Murray doing this, everyone's saying, oh, they're fucking legit. No, they're not. They're all on shitty teams. Baker Mayfield, you know, Carson Wentz. They're all on shitty teams gathering a bunch of stats because they're from playing from behind half the fucking time. And they have to throw the ball 50. Look at how many times Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott threw the football last year. They're playing from behind, bro. And you can call it whoever's fault. But the bottom line is they weren't winning football games. And they're not going to win doing that. And you saw Lamar Jackson take a huge digression last year from the MVP season. Because people are figuring him out. He cannot throw the football on time. You can you can fucking play him man across the board and spy him. And now guess what happens? He has to throw the ball on time and beat you with accuracy. And he can't do it. I don't believe these other guys can do it either. So that's just my opinion, man. Um, man, I don't, I think football will go back to what it was in 10 years from now. I think you're going to get back to seeing whether we're in the gun or not. I think you're going to see more eye formation, split black, split back offensive, uh, split backs, 20 personnel, 21 personnel split back. And you'll still see the RPO. You'll still see the read option stuff. But I think you're going to get back to more traditional sets and a little more under center. Because I'm just telling you, if you still watch what the NFL's who's winning in NFL, it's dudes running play action, running the football, right? And if you notice, the Chiefs still ran the football for a fucking lot of success last year when they won the Super Bowl, and they ran and they threw it off of it and ran RPO with Mahomes. This year, look at what happened. Brady fucking threw the ball under play action, under center, and, he, and even though he gets in the gun, he's older now. The guys that are winning are still fucking running the football. And so I think it'll go back to, no, I don't believe Justin Fields is going to be very good. That's just my opinion. I love Steve McNair. I know his brother really well. Fred McNair, he's a head coach at Alcorn right now. Um, played arena football with him. Um, I thought Steve McNair was really, really good. Um, but was just short-lived, you know, um, career-wise and then life-wise, obviously. So it's fucked up. But... Yeah, I don't know. But, hey, man, I got to get out of here. I appreciate you guys coming on the show today on the Slap Dick Podcast and uh, talking some football and talking some sports. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, um, I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not totally sold on what everyone thinks he is. Um, I think he's good, though. Um, I think he has the it factor. But I want to make sure he's not a, a rail and gets fucking hurt on some freak shit. You know, he's the guy that will get hurt – uh, hurt a knee lifting weights or something. I don't, I just want to make sure he's that durable guy. And then I want to see what he really does. Um, NFL's different, man. It is different deal. <laughs> Everybody's good. And you have to be different um, to be that that guy. You know what I mean? 
So we'll see. I'm not sold on any of these young quarterbacks, man. They're not being coached in college. All they're being coached to do in college now is be in the gun, run tempo speed offense. Let's run hyper speed offense and run RPOs. And you don't ever really learn coverage. You don't really ever learn fronts. You don't ever really learn protections. And then they get to the NFL and boom, they're fucked. Uh, I think the Zach kid at BYU is the draft sleeper this year. I think he's really good. But, hey, that's just me talking QBs. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys and your questions. And, uh, hey, man, like I said, Sunday, if you guys are back uh, or you're in, Coaching one-on-one show will be back Sunday, barring I don't get hacked again. And, uh, and I apologize. So we'll see. But I'll be back coaching one-on-one show 9 a.m. on the West Coast Pacific time. Join me, and uh, we'll talk some five-step pass game on Sunday. And then, uh, hey, man, slapdickbullies.com. Slapdickbullies on my IG. Follow it. Check it out. Get you a puppy if you want a puppy. We'll send it. Uh, we'll ship them nationally. We have a flight nanny and the whole deal. If you want some whiskey, slapdickinc.com. Go get you a bottle. It's selling like wildfire, and it's really, really good. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys. The Real Coach JB, peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Give me another guy. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Better find a God, man. I'm just telling you. Cones, I don't want to fucking hear your mouth.